There's a spiritual war that's going on for our communities. It's a war between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And God wants to equip us to be His occupying force in our communities. Join in today to learn more. You've got to be able to see beyond where you are. When God speaks, then you've got to have eyes open to where you can see beyond where you are to where God wants you to go. And that doesn't mean you'll know how it's all going to work out. You, you don't see everything about it, but, but you just know that, what, that that's what God's doing. So anyway, you just be praying with us because we have a whole lot to accomplish when we go back to Florida. But anyway, we know we're in a time of reset. You want to give me any definition? Or yeah, so, so reset, just looking at the dictionary, it means to set again or to set differently. And so many of us, you know, we, we're familiar with the Hebrew calendar, but the Hebrew calendar has resets built into it. And we just came through Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Feast of Tabernacles, and those are a reset time in God's calendar. Now, what happens in our understanding as Americans and how we've learned is time is linear. So we look at it as, you know, you're born and then you travel through your life and then you die. Well, in the Hebraic calendar, it's, it's actually more circular. And so each year there's another pattern that goes on, but you, you come up to a different level of understanding of God every single year. So we're in a reset season. In fact, look at your neighbor and say, we're, I'm in a reset season. I'm in a reset season. God prescribed it for you. <laughs> and some of us hate change, right? We're like, no, I don't want things to change. But I, I think if you live in Moravian Falls, I think you probably like change because it seems to be a place that there's always different ebbs and flows and things that are going on here. But we're in a time gate prescribed by the Lord for reset. I always, every year, right before Rosh Hashanah comes, I start looking at all the things that I'm involved in. You know, what projects am I working on? What are, what are we doing for, you know, for income? What projects are we working on in the house? So all those different things. Look at the prophetic words and ask the Lord what goes and, and, and what stays and what are the new things you want, want me to do because it's a prescribed time to clean house and to leave. Another one is Passover. You know, in the Jewish culture at Passover, they clean the house of all the leaven. My childhood best friend was Jewish, so she had a swimming pool and air conditioning at her house. I grew up on Long Island, and summer times were a lot more fun at her house than they were at mine. So I used to go to temple every Friday night and hang out with her, and so I'd just sit there, and I, whenever I said Lord, I always said Jesus in my head, but I'd pray all the Jewish prayers, <laughs> and I lived in a Jewish household most of the time. I was over there more than my own home. But we would go through that house and we would get every single breadcrumb out of that home to get the leaven out. And did they really understand what they were doing? I really don't think that they did. But that process of cleaning house, it got all the old out and it reset things to go into that Passover season because Passover definitely was a reset. It was the, the nation of Israel was born at that moment. And so we need to pay attention to these things. So when the TV is resetting and it's all around these time periods and all that, I'm going, okay, there's a message that I need to hear. It's a, it's a reset season. Okay, so she used the language of, of like a time gate. So when we talk about these things of seasons with God, those things are eternal. 
Those are eternal things that God has established. I didn't understand this years back. But in those kinds of things, when we talk about those things that God said, that he, when He did something, whether it's Passover, Pentecost, Feast of Tabernacles, those things are put in place by God. They're, they're eternal, and they are put there for a reason. Everybody got that? So the enemy understands that, and the enemy is always trying to throw off God's eternal time gates. He's always trying to throw off God's seasons. He will do it by what? He'll do it by a Herod then trying to kill, find all the children and kill them. Because Jesus was born exactly at the right time in the season of God and His life was patterned after that. So the enemy's trying to do things to pull things out of God's established times and seasons. It's important that you understand that. And so, and, and, and it happens everywhere. I mean, you can even talk about it, and I don't want to get into it, but you can talk about it on different holidays. Things that happened, and all of a sudden, the enemy tries to come and make it his, and steal it and make it his. In our area, in Tampa, we dealt with it every year, and with something that goes on repeatedly, the enemy will try to establish it in a land, in a place, and get it to repeat itself every year because he's trying to establish a demonic time gate. And so as intercessors, as warriors, when we begin to see that, then we'll know that, hey, we're going to pull things in line offensively and shut down His demonic time gates so that it can come in line with what God has in mind. Can you see that? Okay, one of those simply in our area, if you've ever, Tampa Bay, you've got the Buccaneers, you've got all of that. They do Gasparilla every year, and it goes on and on and on, and then the mayor's going to give the key to the city. Well, and Gasparilla is a pirate invasion that happens to Tampa every year. And so then the mayor thinks nothing about it, that he's going to give the keys to the city, to this whole lawless thing. Now understand that's been going on a long time in Tampa Bay. So, so what have we diligently and others have moved to know this is a demonic thing. It is not, it is not unifying. It is not um, elevating God. It's trying to set something up of lawlessness. Okay, when you understand that then, then God will give you um, a, a blueprint, a timing to work with others and how to move those things out of the way. So there's been a lot that's been done in Tampa Bay, especially in the whole atmosphere of changing. Because what it was, was everybody would go down to Ybor City, and all night long, they're partying, they're drunk, they're crazy, they're doing all kinds of things. Incrementally shifting that to where all of a sudden, those kinds of things aren't going to go on anymore. Somebody will make a, a political decision, the mayor or something, that says, okay, we, we want this to be family friendly. Well, that's a, that's a step in the right direction, isn't it? So anyway, I don't want to get into all that. I just want you to understand this that we're talking about, especially in terms of the season that we're in right now. And then to see it the way she was talking about, cyclical. In other words, that means it is not a reset based upon what was. It is a reset based upon what is. What it is God wants to do right now. So, so Rosh Hashanah or Rosh Kadesh, the, the principle of that is literally in, in Hebrew to renew the head. 
going back in the language. Renew the head. And in the Hebrew culture, every time there's a new moon, it's a first fruits festival. That's, I think, Wednesday next week when it goes into the month of Shavon. Every month, it is a time where God hits a reset button in your life. He, puts, he builds that into his own calendar and said, my people, you've been in this place. Let's reset and let's look at things again and let's get a fresh perspective. So you have a reset prescribed for you from the Lord every month. Isn't that pretty awesome? You know what that means? You don't have to drag your past around with you. You don't have to drag your disappointment around with you, your depression, your anxiety. It does not need to stay with you month after month. God says, no, we're going to reset this. Let's try this again. He's a God of do-overs. Thank God. <laughs> right. Okay, so we'll read a couple of passages of Scripture and, and bring it into the, okay, what, what does this mean to us, all of us, where we are right now. This one you're familiar with. It's in Isaiah. It's chapter 43. And um, I'm going to start with verse uh, 18. Do not call to mind the former things, or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. What's it going to look like? The beast of the field will glorify me. The jackals, the ostriches, because I have given waters in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people. The people whom I formed for myself will declare my praise. Now, I don't know about you. Without this revelation... I, I got sick and tired of everybody telling me it's a new thing. It's a new season. It's a new day. Because I didn't understand what we've been talking about. I'm like, oh God, you're going to tell me that again? What do you mean? Last, last time we got together, you told me, oh God's doing a new thing. But now with this understanding, I celebrate that God's doing something new. And what we're talking about here is a new that hasn't been done before. It's not a repeat of something old. It is something that has never existed before. Okay, so I want you to hear that for a minute. Never existed before. Now you can grab this easy because you think about the scripture says, there are new mercies every single morning. Those mercies for you this morning aren't based upon yesterday. It was to have the mercy that you had yesterday into the day would have been like manna and you were trying to save it for the next day. God says, no, when the manna's gone, it's gone. It's going to be brand new tomorrow. And so when we're talking about never existed before, then at that moment, God says, today is a brand new day, and what I have for you, and what I want to relationally partner with you in, is brand spanking new. See, Jesus opened up that door. We call it a Neos covenant. A never existed before covenant. In other words, He took, and He um, took back, and everything about the first covenant 
He opened it up, and everything about the first covenant from Genesis, then into Noah, then right on down the line, Abraham, Jesus then takes all of that and says, what's the word? I'm, I can't think of it at the moment. All of, all of those things, I have now opened the door up, and they're all yours again. But guess what? I've got something even better for you. You have those covenants, but now I've opened up a door to this neo-covenant of something that has never existed before. And, and you know that, because what are we talking about? The Spirit of God now lives inside of you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. So as, as we're going, as we're moving forward now, we're, we're, we just finished Tabernacles. It is important for us to see that we are moving into things that have never existed before. Do, do you see where the enemy's done that? For us? In other words, he's tried to establish his own things and say, you've never been here before, have you? And we're too caught up in what he's doing of what we've never known existed before to miss that God's up to something that has never been before. Amen. And God's is better, it's more powerful, and it will overtake what the enemy's up to. Yes, it will. It's, it's going to. This passage of Scripture, you're familiar with it. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, anyone is in Christ. He is a what? He's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. That means the, the old is done with. I, I don't think we, I hope we don't need to preach this, that you do know your old man is dead. D tell me quick. You do know your old man is dead. You, you do know your old man is dead, right? Otherwise, I'm going to take you to Romans 6 and Colossians 2 and Galatians and we just, can I get a witness? The old man is dead. We are a new creature. And so in that, and then one, one other passage that I thought of when we were talking about this, you're familiar with, with Paul and his language of Philippians chapter 3. And he's talking about the whole thing about knowing him, the power of his resurrection. Then in verse 12 he says, Not that I have already obtained it, or have already become perfect. But I press on so that I may lay hold of what for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do. Here it is. Forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Listen, this that has to do with, I'll say it to you this way, God has given you an anointed forgetter. You say, oh, I, can, I can forgive, but I can't forget. What? You're created in the image of God. The very deposit of His Son is inside of you that has all of the ability to forgive and forget. Right? I'll say it to you this way. Do yourself a favor and grab hold of an anointed forgetter and then what you're going to do is you're going to forget what you need to forget and you're going to remember what you need to remember. Because you, we spend so much time being held hostage by that which we say we can't forget that then what do we do? We forget where our keys are. 
We forget where things are. We forget because we're not allowing that anointed forgetter to do its work so that we'll be clear, spirit man clear to move in the present to then show us what we need to see and what we need to know. Talk to him about even with us in terms of forget the past doesn't exist. Uh, we were talking about Jim and Faith, Chosa, or Native American apostles, and, and Faith, the first time I met her in Billings, Montana, she looked at me in the eye and she said, the past does not exist. And it just, it shook me when she said that. I'm like, what? You don't know all those things and crazy stuff I walked through before I got here, <laughs> you know? And, and um, I was like, what? And she's like, the past does not exist. You know, if we think about the things that occupy our thought lives, you know, we tend to replay scenarios in our heads, conversations that we had, and then we have these fictitious conversations in our head of what we think they should look like. You know, it, it takes up a lot of mental energy to do all those things. And what happens is we think on those things rather than thinking about the Lord and the goodness of God and the, His laws, His principles, His ways. We focus on those things from the past. And it's so freeing when you actually forgive yourself to the point that I'm not, I, I can't do anything about what happened 20 years ago. There's absolutely nothing that I can do to go back to that 20-year point in the timeline of my life and relive that moment. I can't do it. You know, and there, there has to be this time that you come to this place of, the past does not exist. It doesn't identify who I am today. Why? Because I'm living in a Neos covenant, a new every moment covenant with the Lord. Isn't that refreshing? So I hope you can, I hope you can hear what we're saying because what are we talking about? To, to enter into the now eternal moment can't be based upon yesterday. Now, hear us correctly. We, we, God uses things in our life to create a memory in us, but is, it is a memory to launch us, not hold us hostage. All right? There's too many people that have experienced things with God in, in their past, and they're holding on to that so tight that they can't let God feed them today what He wants to feed them because they're holding on to yesterday. Now, this is, this is maybe a little bit, you know, may cause you, fine, wrestle with the Holy Spirit on it. Because we, we threw a song out tonight that we were going to do because in the chorus it's asking God to do what He's done before. We say, we're not doing that song. May have to change the words. I don't, I don't need God to do what He did before because God knows what He wants to do now and what He's doing now is better than what He did before. Yeah. Listen, Moravian Falls needs to hear that. Yeah. Yes, it does. The people in Moravian Falls, the people that have gone in and out of here, they need to hear that. We were in a lot of churches, man. We, we were ministering, we were driving all the way across to Melbourne Titusville, that whole area on the east coast of Florida. Of Florida. Yeah, not, not, not Australia. <laughs> okay, and, and we were driving over there, and in the, in the mid-90s, when that wave came through with, with Rodney, with Randy, with just boom, man, I mean, boom. 
I mean, the church I pastor was totally affected, turned upside down by it. It was absolutely wonderful. We're going over there, and there's a, a lot of older people there. They're calling us over there to be a part of kind of an apostolic voice to them. And we recognize that everything about their prayers and what they're holding on to has to do with what God did in the 90s. They can be blinded to the now if what God's doing now is based upon then. Are you hearing me? And I, I mean, I don't have the, I mean, come on, I, it, was, it was absolutely marvelous. It was wonderful. I mean, I could tell you all kinds of stories about it and all kinds of testimonies about it. And I can tell you all the effects that it had on me and all of that. But, but come on, people. What is, going, what is God doing today? What is He doing right now in this moment? The life of God is about right now. And so that's why we're saying this thing about, hey, the past doesn't exist. And I don't mean that. I know I'm kind of working this because it's none of the past is important to me. The things I learned in the past and those things that God did in the past. But if you are locked on those things, even when it comes to Revelation... If you are locked on those things and you can't move into God's appointed now eternal moment, the, the unity I was telling you about earlier, we won't go there. Because you can be holding on to whatever it was that was precious to you. And they always tell you this. I mean, you've lived through it. Oh, the people of the last move of God will complain about the next move of God. They say, nah, 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 I've been there, I've done that. Da, da, da. I, I saw it happen. In, in the very church I was pastoring, an older lady there. Oh, yeah, no, I remember all these things. I remember all these signs and wonders and da, 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 da. And what are you going to do? I'm like, are you going to miss what's happening right now? You don't want to miss what's going on right now. So one of the things we want to pray for you is, is an anointing to forget what you need to forget that will open the door for you to move into the eternal now moment. There is an eternal now moment that we're in right now. And I couldn't, couldn't, I couldn't have what we have if I couldn't enter into the now moment without pulling in the yesterday. So thank you for joining us today, and we want to thank our partners of Watchmen Arise International who have made this podcast possible. If you'd like to give into further episodes of Occupying Force, you can go to our website at www.watchmenarise.com to give. Thanks for joining us.